This week on the Colin and Samir podcast, we talk about a day that we never expected would come. We recorded this episode on Colin's 30th birthday. Colin and I met when we were 22 years old, and we've been working together ever since. Our 20s have been filled with experimentation, successes, failures, and a lot of adventures along the way. On this episode, we reflect on the past 10 years, the work we've done together, and mostly the decisions that defined the decade for Colin. There were a few unexpected moments while we were recording. We had a brief weather interruption, which you'll hear in the beginning of the episode, and a phone call from Colin's mom that we actually recorded and decided to include in a bridged version towards the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. All right, so here's our conversation that we recorded on Colin's 30th birthday. All right, so here it is. Are you going to sing me happy birthday on the podcast? No, I mean, I sang you happy birthday a lot yeah. in the past week. It just happy no, birthday. No, stop, stop, okay. stop, stop, All right. stop, yeah. stop. I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, you shouldn't have brought it up. I can just always count on you to to make sure that everyone is singing me happy birthday. If anyone has a birthday anywhere around yeah, you, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't, it's I fine. Just, I'm I not going to complain about it. Look, I appreciate things that bring people together. Yes, you And do. like, you know, we're sitting in that coffee shop this morning and I tell the girl it's his birthday. She said happy birthday. And she's excited. It just gives you a reason to connect. Yeah. You know, it's exciting. I'm guilty of that myself for my own birthday. Last week I went to a coffee shop. This is not even, wasn't even my birthday. Right. And I got up to the counter and she was like, what do you want? And I was like, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like it's, it's funny how it changes over the years, right? Like I remember when I was younger, I couldn't sleep the night before my birthday. It was like, the, there was yeah. nothing more exciting than, mm-hmm. than your birthday. Especially when you're younger, most likely you have like some friends coming over for a sleepover or some sort of big party. Maybe a moon bounce. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If you're lucky, a moon bounce, a slip and slide if it's in the summer. So it is January 31st here, Colin's 30th birthday. We're sitting in his apartment podcasting. It is absolutely pouring outside. I've actually never seen it like this. I haven't seen it like this in Los Angeles almost ever. We had, we had some big plans for like a sunrise hike. We did. Uh, but that didn't pan out. But weather. Yeah, weather. So um, in true Colin and Samir fashion, we hit two coffee shops before the hour of uh, 9.30 a.m., and are very <laughs> caffeinated, and now we are creating a podcast. And wanted to just kind of talk because I think 30 is one of those big years. Obviously, our audience is going to be varying in age. There's people who are above 30, people who are below 30. But 30, for some reason, is this, it's just this year that you look at. And it's like the true, I think, changing from youth to kind of maturity. I think just from yeah. a outsider's perspective, when you hear that, word like i'm 30 Uh, yeah right it's It's like like it's like in my mind it was the official marker of adulthood right that i never thought was actually going to come like 18 19 year old 20 year old 21 year old me i was not thinking about 30 well here's what's crazy i was thinking about this when i woke up this morning we met when we were 22 or i was 22 and you were 23 yeah i mean the yeah yeah yeah. that's a long time that's a that's a seriously different time in life yeah i think your 20s is is a time when uh you know from the time you're 20 to 30 there can be just drastic amounts of change well i don't think i ever realized it now looking back on like the decade that was the 20s i never realized how much experimentation you could do in your 20s like mm-hmm. how much how much you actually like that's i would encourage that for everyone just as much as you possibly can try a bunch of things because things just 
start to get as you want to do things that might come with age, whether that's you know starting a family, getting a house, whatever you want to do that mm-hmm. might come with age. Uh, it doesn't allow for as much experimentation, you know, if you want to live a certain life. Yeah, I was actually your fiance Katie called me this morning to wish me happy birthday, and that's actually something we started talking about. Right, was just that you know she said like, look how much risk you took in your twenties. Yeah, and and I really feel that way that when I look back at my twenties, I've taken so many risks and I think like good risks, you know, to even end up here in Los Angeles on my 30th birthday. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't take a series of risks. Absolutely. And I think looking back on a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about starting, you know, that first business TLN, like the same kind of thing. Now, when you're 30, you just know so much more. So it's harder to take risks because mm-hmm. you know what they come with. And when you're in your 20s, it's like, ah, I don't know anything. Like, let's just try some stuff and see what happens. Yeah, I remember my thinking getting out of college was like, well, I'm broke right now, but I'm, it's okay. I'm 21. I don't need much money to survive. And if I do something for the next five to six years and I'm still broke, I'll be 25 or 26. That's fine. I know. That was my thinking. It was like, it's okay. What a blessing. Like that, that thinking is awesome. You know, it, yeah, obviously you can do whatever you want. You could do that starting now too, but it's more overwhelming to think about being like 36 it's or 37. Much more yeah, overwhelming. Much more overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. To, to think about that now. Now I'm definitely, yeah, in a different spot where you're thinking, oh my gosh, you hear that thunder? My whole apartment is shaking. Shaking right wow. now. Wow. I haven't seen that in LA. Whoa. Is that an. That's not like an earthquake. I don't think so. That was weird. That was weird. I'm gonna, I'm not going to take that as a bad omen. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. That was a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that in LA. All right. So back to the conversation about age. What, like what? What was your first thought when you woke up this morning? And like this, just this, this month I guess knowing that this is coming like you're you're turning 30 well I, I celebrated last week so I kind of already felt like I had turned 30 but I don't know I was definitely just a little bit nostalgic this morning and uh, I spoke to both of my brothers first thing this morning and just got very emotional I don't know it was just I like it didn't feel that different this morning. Do you feel mentally younger than you thought you would at 30? Yeah, definitely. But I think like my dad always says, my dad's like 65 and he always says he feels inside like he's like 30. So I don't know if that ever goes away. Yeah. I I started to recognize that I'm not positive that ever goes away. I think when you think about who you're going to be when you're 30, like the reality is you're basically the same person. I feel more mentally weathered. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, like, what, when you look back at the last decade, because when a decade ago, when you were 20, you're in college. When, like, the last decade, what are, like, what, how would you define it in, like, one sentence? One sentence? Like, your 20s. My 20s? Like, like when, you're, when you're older and maybe you're talking to your kids, you're like, when I was in my 20s, you know, like, what? Yeah. what's the next line? I think I would just say that I went with my gut all the way through my 20s. Like, when I was 20, I was a sophomore in college at the University of Colorado growing up in New Jersey. I never thought I would 
even go that far west as it was. I never, I'd never been to Colorado before I even made the decision to go to school there. Um, but it just felt right. And with everything, like I ended up becoming an Italian major because it just felt right. The people were nice in the classes and like that ended up taking me to Italy. And I played on the lacrosse team in college. I, you know, graduating, getting a job at the hotel and learning how to film. Everything just was going with my gut. Having the opportunity to come out here to LA, it was just like, let me take this chance. Hmm. Without too much overthinking. The older I get, the more I overthink. But what I'm happy about is that in my 20s, I just went with it. It was like, if it felt right, I would just go. How would you like the next decade to be defined like as you step into the next decade today like what's your hope obviously in 10 years you can look back and say how it was defined but if you could make a prediction or make a uh, set an intention for how this next decade goes like what's that um i would just hope that i live in the present a lot more i think from 20 to 25 i did a really good job of living in the present. I think a lot of 20 to 25 year olds do. And then from 25 to 30, I had a lot of what I would call, I read this this term, uh, destination addiction, I think from 25 to 30, where every time in my life, I was always thinking about the next place or the next thing that I would do. And I don't know if I sunk in enough to how wonderful and great my current surroundings were at the time. Yeah. And, I, and I would hope that in my 30s, I understand that now and really make the best out of my current situation. Yeah, I think that's a really mature point of view. And like, you don't realize that when you're younger. You just don't realize that you have the opportunity to just be exactly how old you are. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Thomas Bragg from Yes Theory, when we were in the Grand Canyon and uh, his mom was there. And she was talking about that a lot. Like, you know, one of her concerns for the guys was just as as they were accelerating so fast in their career, she was like, I just want you to always be your age. Not act your age, but just be your age. Like, if you're 25, just be 25. Don't be making decisions based on what who you think you're going to be at 30 mm-hmm. or who you want to be at 30. Just be here. Be 25. And I think that's one of the most challenging things to do. I think even the concept of turning 30, the reason why I think it can be for me a little overwhelming or make me think a lot is because when I turned 30, I'm thinking about what it means to be 40. Like you just start seeing the future so much of, okay, now I'm 30. Now I need to think about like what it's going to be like to have kids or like, yeah. like even getting engaged for me, you know, the first immediate thought is, okay, now I'm going to be a father. You know, like for me, yeah. I, I go so far in the future when something happens it's so such a challenge to sink back into what's happening exactly right now, today, here. You know, like that's that's a challenge. Yeah, I think like when I was 25, I thought about turning 30, what that would be like for the first time. I looked five years ahead and thought like I would definitely be married and have a certain type of life. And now it's interesting. Like my life is so not what I thought it was going to be. Right. And that's not for better or worse. Um, but it's, and I think that probably stands for a lot of people is that you always, it's always unexpected sort of what it becomes. Um, but what I look at now at 30 is 
I've been thinking a lot about the fact that I have a really good base um, to work off, to build my life into my 30s. Like even my parents were here last weekend, uh, my whole family was, and just spending time with them, I was like, man, I, I have uh, grown up with such a strong base of like love and support, which I was mm. so lucky to have. Like throughout everything that I do, I always know that I have this core uh, family back east that really loves and supports me. And that is something that I'm able to, again, use as a, as a base for everything that I do. And I feel very lucky to have that because I know that like not everyone does. Yeah. Um, and especially now at, at 30 between having my family and then some of the relationships that I've made out here in Los Angeles, which I add to that base, um, and the experiences that I have. And I feel very prepped now to have like one of the best decades of my life. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that I did risk a lot and experiment a lot in my twenties. If you were to pick out one to two moments in your 20s that defined the decade. Defined the decade. What, what do you think those, some of those moments would be? Man, that defined the decade? Yeah. Well, early decision in early 20s would be deciding to play lacrosse which 10 years ago I was a sophomore in college and I had just decided to to play lacrosse I didn't play my freshman year and I didn't intend to play I thought I was going to be done with lacrosse that's why I went to Colorado and and not to a more like lacrosse centric school I guess but the decision to play was also part of a decision to like live in the present and sink into the now and and understand that I do like this sport and I like the opportunities it brings to make friends. I think I was bitter about the fact that I didn't get recruited to where I wanted to go. And I, th- I didn't think I was going to be able to play at the level I wanted to coming out of high school. And then when I got over that and realized that I could just play and enjoy it and not worry about how good the level of play was or what it said about me that I, I thought I was going to play at like a division one school. And when I was growing up, that came with some sort of like identity and status. Mm-hmm. And when it didn't happen, I didn't get recruited to play there. I was bitter about it and like angsty and got really artsy, which is also a good thing. But I kind of got over it 10 years ago when I was a sophomore in college and just decided that it's something that I liked and uh, there was value in it for me. And so that decision led to, you know, one, all of the friends, a lot of the friends that I still have now, you know, 10 years ago when I just started to play, I just started uh, hanging out with a guy named Marty Taffet, who became one of my best friends. And I ended up uh, marrying him, like performing the ceremony uh, for him and his wife. I started hanging out with another guy on the team named Steve Keys. That's the guy that I started filming first with when I graduated, which you know led us to making that video that had you reach out. And I just spoke to Steve yesterday. We're going to go back, I think, this season and watch a game at Colorado. So I think you know the decision to play lacrosse again as a sophomore in college was definitely one of the most impactful. That's interesting. That's actually a lot of also the decision to um, let go of ego, mm-hmm. right? Because there was a stigma between playing at like a legitimate division one school or division two or whatever it is yeah. and playing at like a club yeah. university where it's like 
you you sign up for the team. And I was very humbled. I joined right. this team, and I was nowhere near the best guy on the team. I was right. barely getting any playing time. Right. But and it's that sort of like that experience really taught me a lot, and I worked my way up from the bottom to try and make that team to get playing time. And I think, yeah, it did just take a lot of the ego out for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really good moment because that kind of did define a lot. That of the defined decade. the decade and that yeah. was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so that, that's definitely a big one. It's funny. It's, it's sometimes those decisions you make that don't feel like they're so massive. But that decision that you made 10 years ago actually led to you sitting in this chair right here. Like obviously all your decisions compile and they mm-hmm. lead up to things, but that specific decision actually was a lot larger than uh, you probably anticipated. Yeah. I think that was an important decision when I was a junior in college. I took an advanced writing course. Uh, I considered myself to be a good writer. And at this time I did have a bit of an ego and I like going to university of Colorado. I, I thought I was like such a good student that I should take the hardest classes and like, this is so easy for me. And so I signed up for this class, Honors Advanced Writing. I had no idea what it was about. It just was like the hardest sounding name. And I was like, that's the class for me. I should be in that one. And we were such different students, man. That was, dude, I was, I uh, yeah. was the complete opposite. I was like way too into my studies. Right. Yeah. It was like my studies and my grades were like, I, they were weighed on me way too heavily. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so I signed up for this class. Actually, maybe I was a sophomore. Yeah, I was a sophomore. I signed up for this class, Honors Advanced Writing. And I get in, and it's actually for seniors who are writing their honors thesis. And I was an undeclared sophomore. And there are about 20 people in the class. And I realized, I was like, all right, I should probably drop this class. I, I, I'm taking Italian classes. I just dropped my business major. So I really have no place in this class. But the first assignment was to give an academic autobiography, like a, a one-page explanation of your academic past. So if you were an engineer, you talked about engineering and why you liked it. You basically just had to introduce yourself to the class um, in the next session and bring everyone up to speed on your, your background so that like they would understand your thesis that you're going to work on. And... I remember in that second class, I just really went out on a limb and I took a chance and I wrote a very personal essay about an experience I'd had at my brother's wedding where uh, a bunch of people, friends, family, relatives were coming up to me. Oh my gosh, the thunder's back. sirens la is a war zone right now it's crazy i mean i don't want to say that so literally but like it's uh yeah the weather in la really uh is really crazy right now all right where were you so i'm in this class and what i decided to do was share a very personal essay that i had written about a time at my brother's wedding uh, over the summer where I was walking throughout you know, the reception and family and friends and relatives were all coming up to me and saying, oh, I heard you're doing this or I heard you're doing that. Or, Your mom tells me you're going to be going to work at a ski resort in Chile or you're going to be, I don't know, like 
all, I had told my mom all of these different things that I thought I was going to do because I was so like scatterbrained and I had even at that time like destination addiction. I had so many things that like I wanted to do and I just didn't live in the present and I wasn't like I wasn't able to just be a college freshman and just enjoy it. I was too concerned about uh, I guess like how I looked and how I was perceived and if I was interesting enough. And so I'd come up with all these random ideas and I would tell my mom and I realized that my mom would tell family and friends and relatives at different times, depending on what I had told her. And it all came to a head when I was at my brother's wedding and I had to deal with all these people coming up to me, telling me they had heard all these things I was going to do. And then I would have to tell them that's not, I'm not doing that. And so it was like 10 people in a row. And it really made me think about myself and like, why did I find myself in this situation where I've set out to do all these things, but I haven't done any of them, where I've expressed that I'm going to do these things and I haven't. And so I, I wrote an essay about that experience and how that made me feel and just got up and delivered it in, in the second class of this honors advanced writing course. And it was kind of a vulnerable essay. It was the first time I've ever shared my own story and told a story about my life. And the reaction in the class was incredible. Like people were very inquisitive um, they were very receptive to it. The teacher ended up telling me, like, you're not dropping this class. You're going to spend the whole semester writing a thesis on yourself and writing creative stories about your life and your experiences. And that was also a pivotal moment because I would end up telling stories about my life, you know, for the next eight years. And that was the beginning of, like, feeling comfortable doing it hmm. and feeling like there was value in telling my own story. So that by the time I picked up a camera after college, the first video I ever put out, I'm on camera and I introduce myself and I provide context to why I'm the right person to tell you this story. Mm. So that was a very pivotal moment because up to that point, I had never really been that vulnerable to stand up in front of a room and tell a story about my life. Wow. So those two hand in hand, they both happened in college, but choosing to play lacrosse and also choosing to tell a story about my, my personal life have really defined my 20s yeah that's really good that's really interesting I think like by the time that we ended up you know you ended up moving to Los Angeles it's so interesting that was a huge moment as well uh, I think for both of us that defined a lot of what we do today like we we pick up a camera or we're podcasting like the fact that we're telling our own story collectively I think is yeah. like pretty wild because also when you came out like I, I always viewed myself as like you know a media like like person in the background saying like I, I know what decisions to make of what people are going to want to watch and that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do yeah but I never knew I wanted it always but I never thought I was going to be comfortable saying people might want to watch me hmm. or might want to hear my story and when you came out it just was like oh here's a guy who knows how to do that so let's do it. Like that's, that's a best way to start creating programming. And that was an interesting, uh, shift in like the whole, you know, it was like a, a match of like, I thought I felt very confident in like growing this, this network. And I think you felt very confident in being able to tell a story. And so like we ended up telling the story of building the network, yeah. which was one of the most powerful things we could have done. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is so interesting how it, how it worked out. I think it's funny. I'm, I'm very nostalgic for, the very early days of us working together is yeah. really, it's so funny when I think about, you know, I drove out from Colorado and I, my first day 
at lacrosse network was filming at a live game a professional game Mm -hmm. uh, that was being broadcast on tln and i remember driving out through southern utah my car broke down and i ended up having to spend a couple extra nights in southern utah while my car got fixed but i remember talking with my parents and being so stressed that i was going to be late to my first day of work right like this was my first real job yeah you know and i was driving cross country to make it just in time and i did i rolled up just in time for the game to start you threw me a lacrosse network jacket yep threw it on i brought my own camera and just went straight out on the field and started filming but it's so interesting i'm like nostalgic for those nerves i had about my first day of work yeah even though we were the same age you were like you were my boss the head of this like organization and i was like crap you know i i know what it means to work i just worked you know also 40 hours a week at a hotel and like you can't be late and i was like how is this any different yeah you know what i'm actually very nostalgic for that era as well because like i didn't know that much of what it meant to work but i'd seen images of it so i took it a lot more seriously and i think that was a really good that was the the, it, it couldn't have happened any other way if we didn't take it as seriously then it wouldn't have happened yeah but like i uh that that again that like naivete of not really knowing and just taking it so over the top seriously i think was uh was what was like really important. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to pull up. Uh, I have the image. I pulled it earlier of uh, your first day, like in the office. There's like the first yeah, yeah, photo on Instagram. I, I'll pull it up and probably post it. But the first day, like there's a photo of, uh, of you sitting in like the desk that I had set up, mm-hmm. uh, which was so insane and so ridiculous. But such a such a good like such a good era of of taking risk and just like trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah, and I think that that's like such a awesome part of twenties is just like, hey, let's uh, let's just try and figure this out. Let's just take some risks and and see like how this all works. See like if we can try some things. If it doesn't work, then we can adjust them. Yeah, it's interesting. I I look at those two experiences in college as being very pivotal for launching me on this journey in my 20s. And then once I got out here to Los Angeles, I think the biggest moment or biggest decision was more over like, it wasn't one thing specifically, it was just over the span of the last six years, it was being persistent, Mm -hmm. staying. Mm being flexible and like continuing uh, to, tr- to try and like continuing to work on it was important because I think my nature is more so to stay for two or three years and then like go on to the next thing. Right. But, but this has been, you know, six and a half, seven years. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's changed like the nature of what we've been doing together has changed, but this was definitely, you know, the longest amount of time and, and, I was very, I've been very persistent uh, throughout the past six, seven years, moving to all types of different crazy living situations, just rolling with it. I've lived in like every neighborhood in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Just sticking with it. Yeah. Saying like, I'm going to make this work no matter what. Yeah. So as you look ahead now to the thirties, like what's one trait or habit that you've developed in maybe the back half of your 20s that you're really excited to carry into your 30s and one habit that you'd like to develop or change? 
lately, and it's in the very back half of my 30s, would be working out. 20s. Oh, yeah, 20s. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, late half of my 20s has been working out because I've been going to the gym like four days a week for at least the last, not the whole year. But that to me, that's not something I ever did. Like when I was an athlete in college, I would go to the gym three mornings a week because we had to. But that was, you know, you know how I am in mornings. It's like, right. I, I don't, I don't do them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I generally don't go to the gym that much, but lately I've, I've really been going a lot and that's, that's helped a lot just with feeling better, mental health, physical health. So I'm really excited about continuing that trend. And what I love about Los Angeles is that other than, you know, outside of today, the weather is really incredible. So today's the worst weather day ever. So there's so many opportunities. Yeah. Like when I look forward, uh, to my, into my thirties, I get really excited about the prospect of continuing and to be very healthy yeah i think a lot of that actually comes with understanding self and like the process of your 20s is experimentation to like try and figure out who you are really and i always thought that obviously when you're when i'm in when i'm 18 years old i'm like by the time i'm 25 i'm gonna have it all figured out right oh man of course you think that yeah i thought i was gonna like write a book by 22 yeah for some reason, I like, thought I was going to be like famous across the world <laughs> at 22 yeah. and be insanely wealthy. And like, yeah, you have those images. And then you start trying things. You start learning things about yourself and you start unpacking like why you wanted that even. And what did that actually mean? And then as the years go on, I think you start learning so much about yourself. And even the fact that you're now like prioritizing your health and like wellness is just because now you understand that that's an important thing. And yeah. like, you know, like it's, it's just all these lessons you learn in your twenties of like, oh man, like that's uh, you know, that's important to me. So I should just do that. And, and you drop a lot of judgment from other people. Like you drop a lot of the concept of, uh, if I do that, what will others think? It's just like, no, if I do this, it will make me feel good. Yeah. You know, like definitely. I think, I think that's the thing that's so exciting about going into your thirties is you drop so much of that. Like yeah. what's the perception that people are going to have of me is not as much of a consideration anymore. Yeah. It's interesting. I find that at 20 to 25 anytime anyone invited me anywhere I would just go yeah you know and whether that be out to bars or parties or whatever it was I would just go and I didn't really think much about it and then as I turned 25 and 26 I started to feel sometimes like I don't really want to do that I don't want to go out tonight yeah and I went through this in-between period of going when I didn't want to go and maybe being hung over in the mornings and feeling a lot of guilt or remorse. And in the late half of my like, like late twenties, your mom's calling. You. My mom is calling. I'll call her back. I'm you don't want to pick up. I'm podcasting right now. Okay. Ah, okay right. Hold on one yeah. sec. Hey ma. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. My little boy's 30. <laughs> yeah. It's ah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a great age. I feel good about it. Because you're not as stupid as you were in your 20s, and yet you're still so young. It's a really, uh, it's a really great place to be. Yeah, I was, I was just talking with Samir about that, kind of, that I feel like you build this, this base in your 20s of sort of making mistakes and experimenting and taking risks and then you just know a little bit more about yourself at this age yeah and it feels and still, yeah you still do it when you're 30 in your 30s but you have a much better base to draw from yeah i think you, i feel even already like i have 
if I do make those mistakes, I the the decision that I make next, I'm I'm clearer about. Whereas right. in my early twenties, I just like I wouldn't even think about it. I would just go and make the same mistake again. Right. Or, and the other thing is too, when you make a mistake, you don't give up or panic. You just go, oh wait a minute, like you say, what do I do next? Yeah. How do I how do I fix this? You know, you really start to get into the fixing mode in your thirties, which is a is a really really peaceful, uh, more content place to be. Is there anything you think that I don't understand yet, or that I don't know that you? Th- Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at them with less what are they wearing and more what is where's their heart and what are they thinking? Yeah. Yep, I think that's right. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. I think you're I think you're doing great. You know, you'll just do more and more. Keep your eyes open. Yep. And uh be as I you know, be kind. Yeah. That's it. Keep your eyes open and be kind. Yep. You can't go wrong. But I'm I'm proud of you as I know dad is too and, and, and your brothers oh my god alright sounds good well thank you for calling I love you alright I love you talk to you later bye bye I mean that couldn't have been more perfect <laughs> <laughs> she just like echoed a lot of the stuff we were talking about yeah so the I'm second... also crying now so yeah, uh, yeah. that was expected though Rosenblum's <laughs> yeah. Rosenblum's are a big crying family yeah <laughs> um so just to finish off that question, one thing that you want to change or develop going into your 30s, like one trait or habit or something? Um, <sighs> trait or habit going into my 30s. I don't think I like, it's not that I don't have this, but I think I would like to continue to build my confidence that certain things are attainable for myself. I think like when I was in my early 20s, I was hyper confident that certain things were attainable. And I was, uh, because I was so naive, I was willing to experiment and bounce all over until I could get closer and closer to those things that I wanted to happen. And now, like you said, because I know how hard some things are, I'm a little bit more hesitant to take the steps in the direction. But what I would like to continue building in my 30s is building that bridge between the things that I want and my ability to have the confidence to execute them. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I think also when you're in your 20s, you're like, yeah, if it takes 10 years to do that, no problem. What's 10 years? Yeah, what's 10 years? <laughs> yeah. That changes a lot. Any closing thoughts? Man, just truly my 20s have been incredible. Like if there are any indication for what my 30s are going to be like, I'm in a good spot. And uh, 
so grateful for all of the people that are in my life and following along here on the, on the podcast and, and will continue to do so into my next decade. All right. We'll record this type of podcast again when you're 40. Well, we'll record one when you're 30. Oh, yeah. But like... That may never come. Yeah. I don't think I'm... I'm <laughs> you're never not turning, turning 30. I'm not turning 30. Yeah. But uh, just like uh, just like we just weathered the storm to do this podcast today, you know, you weathered the storm of, of the 20s, a lot of uncertainty, unexpected. That was, I thought that was a good metaphor. I've been waiting on that for a while. No, it's strong. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to say and talk. Obviously, if uh, you're listening to this and it's Monday... Feel free to tweet at Colin, happy birthday, or send him actually a video of you singing. He loves when people <laughs> sing him happy birthday. So if you could send him a video, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy uh, to receive that too. That'll be fine. I don't I don't know that I expected when we first met at 22, 23, that we were going to still be making videos and creating, uh, you know, content for the internet at, at 30 years old, but it's uh, it's awesome. It's such a cool experience to still get to, to film, make and tell stories and connect with the people on the other side of this. And uh, no matter what age you are, like you start to realize there's certain things you love about life. And that's one of those things, I think. Doesn't Definitely. matter. doesn't matter how old we are. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Let's end this thing before we have too much waterworks. And uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm like my, my, all the men in my family cry a lot. As uh, Samir has witnessed, we're very emotional. And I'm like, I, I can, after talking with my mom, I'm, I can barely keep it together. So. Right. All right. So until uh, the next 30th birthday. Wow. Or actually just until next week. Yeah, we do this every week. Okay. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. Colin actually wrote a few more thoughts on his 30th birthday in our newsletter this week. And if you aren't subscribed to our newsletter, you can subscribe from our website, colinandsamir.com. Also, we just redid the site, so check that out and let us know what you think. It's still a work in progress. Next week on the show, we have an awesome guest, and we're actually looking for more guests to have on this year. So if you have any thoughts on guests that you want to hear on the show, you can tweet those suggestions at us, at Colin and Samir. All right, we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Colin and Samir podcast.